Welcome to the Ghost Story Guys mini show for October 6th, 2020. I'm Brennan Store. I'm Ian Gibbs. This is the show where we answer your calls, texts, and emails to find out what's going on with you. And I'm really still trying to figure out a great opening for these mini shows, Ian. I am struggling. I, I don't think this works. You. I think this that works. works? Yeah. Okay, we'll go yeah. with that. How are yeah. you? I'm fine. <laughs> yes. Well, I guess given the day you've had, that's about the best we can expect. It was a bit of a long and painful day, but that's okay. Now I'm here chatting with you. So, you know, things are looking up. Yes. I'm I'm excited. I love doing these mini shows. And we just got off the live show mm-hmm. for $10, uh, $10 patrons and up. We mm-hmm. do that once a month. And it was you, me, and Sarah hanging out talking about, of all things, our favorite takeout food <laughs> uh, and young adult novels. Yes. And how horrible Edmonton is. Uh, well. That was a the, theme. I mean, I'm just saying. I would say for one third of us on the call, that was a theme. <laughs> it was an overarching theme. For a third of the call. And of course, now you have to engage in a fist fight with one of our patrons. But that's another conversation. I can topic. take her. I don't know that you can. Is she pretty tough? But she's from Edmonton. Well, there you go. She probably has to rush about her, her own oil well every morning. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> As for me, just before the live show started, I picked up my new computer, mm. which I'm very, very excited about because uh, I will be using it for editing. Nice. And uh, I have been using, prior to this, I've been using my old, my laptop and it's about five years old. Right. And it, it's great, but it was definitely starting to slow down when I had to do any kind of editing for the show. Well, 38 so, gigs of porn will do that to any computer. You got to be realistic. See, now this is a, a an example of how little you know about computers because th- that ain't that much. <laughs> or is it? I don't know. Listeners, you tell me. I, or maybe uh, don't. Is that excessive with my extra external hard drives? I don't know. I don't think so. Not if it's all 4K. I mean, that <laughs> 60 frames per second. You need the resolution, Ian. Oh, well, I don't want to get into God. it here on air, but. They're it's all about the storytelling for me. Yo, that's, oh, God help us. <laughs> I realized at one point when I was single in my single days that I was watching too much pornography when I recognized furniture for in different settings. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's a big warning sign. I was like, oh, hey, they're shooting there again in that house. Interesting. I wonder if they rent the house or if someone owns. Okay, no, this is too much. Yeah. I should no, go meet I, humans. I should go and take a walk or something. Yeah. 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 Anyways, moving on from uncomfortable revelations about us. <laughs> uh, of course, on the mini show, we answer emails, your calls, your text messages, all that fun stuff. And so we're going to get right to it, mm-hmm. starting with listener mail. Our courteous and efficient staff is on call 24 hours a day to serve all your supernatural elimination needs. We're ready to believe you. All right. Our first message. Oh, this is, this is a tough one. Our first message is from Doug. Mm-hmm. And Doug says, a great number 94 podcast, guys. A question, though. At one point, Brennan said something like Richard Dawkins back when anybody cared. <laughs> and Doug says, I'm a fan of his skepticism as well as your belief and experiences. So what is behind the remark? Maybe his political rants or his interview with Darren Brown, of whom I'm also a fan. So, Doug, th- there are two answers. One is short. One is long. I'll give you the short one first. And that was just me being kind of a shit. <laughs> uh, the longer answer is that when I first got into skepticism, I was, I was a lot younger. And Dawkins was the first guy I found. 
and then uh, Christopher Hitchens a little bit later. And I, I always kind of preferred Hitchens, but regardless, I was I was into both their stuff um, at the time. But when I started to develop an interest in the paranormal, I felt as though I couldn't make it work to be both a part of the skeptical community and the paranormal community. And this is a long time ago now, but this is something that I kind of ran into. Now, for some people, that's not a problem. I know the British blogger Haley Stevens does a really good job of bridging skepticism and an interest in the paranormal. But again, at the time, I felt like I just couldn't do it. Once I was more comfortable with myself and my place in regard to the paranormal, I started to kind of reach back out towards skepticism because I enjoyed aspects of that culture. And when I did, and I started reading Dawkins again, I kind of found that a lot of the stuff he was saying was not congruent with my personal beliefs. And I'm, I'm not going to get into a, a point by point here. I mean, anyone who wants to keep listening and to Dawkins and reading Dawkins, I, I don't begrudge him that. Totally fine. But some of the things he said really clanged against my personal values. So I just moved on. And, and in rejoining the skeptical community to a degree, I mean, I don't belong to any groups. I just take in the media. I found younger voices who were very much more in line with the way I see the world. And I do encourage you to check some of those out if, if you haven't already. Guys like Michael Marshall from Skeptics with a K and the Good Thinking Society, Thomas Smith from Thomas and the Bible, Serious Inquiries Only and Philosophers in Space. I'm a big, big fan of No Illusions from The Scathing Atheist, The Skeptocrat, and God Awful Movies. And there's also the Cognitive Dissonance guys, uh, Cecil and Tom. And it, sometimes it's hard for me because, you know, they have done full-on episodes, which are attacks on the things which I also believe over here on the paranormal side. But, you know, whatever. You just kind of make it work. And I, I appreciate their perspectives enough that I can do that. And that's the long answer. So I, I hope that answers your question. And uh, thanks for asking. Our next listener, Maggie, uh, wrote in to say, I recently discovered your podcast when I took a quarantine road trip 1,200 miles home to see my family. I've been binging ever since. Regarding the kid dreaming about the stone and the taste of dirt, I was surprised not to hear either of you mention reincarnation or a past life. Throughout my life, I've had dreams in recurring places. The dream and who is in it might change, but it's always in the same house. I don't know for sure, but I've kind of labeled it as a possible place from a past life. Maybe that's the case for the dreamer in episode 91. That is an interesting theory. I mean, I am not closed off to the possibility of reincarnation. I think a lot of times kids say super creepy things, which we have recounted on the oh, show sure. before. That would lead you to believe they have had previous experiences. So I have to be honest, though, it's not a it's not a concept that leaps readily into my mind. I don't know why. Maybe it's my decades of Christian upbringing, right. um, but it's certainly not something I'm closed off from or don't believe in. It's just not part of my, I guess, daily thought pattern. Right. So that would be my only reason for not mentioning it. It just honestly didn't occur to me, but yeah, why not? Yeah. I mean, I, the only reason I thought that particular dream may not have been a uh, past life is just because I, as I recall, he remembers it happening a couple different ways. Like the, as I recall, the stone kind of rolls in from different directions. Right. And so I thought, yeah. you know, if, if it was something that happened, it could have been it more likely to have been a fixed uh, series of events. But I know we did definitely float that possibility or I thought we had, maybe we didn't for the dreams he had about being, I believe he was a woman being chased. And I, I definitely think that's possible that, you know, that that could be a past life. As far mm -hmm. as having dreams about recurring places, I very much know what you're talking about. If you listen to our bonus episode, 
uh, I want to say three, Centralia and the Tyranny of Memory. I t- talk mm. about my own experiences with that, and uh, I won't revisit them here, but definitely check out at bonus episode three because I, I've had my own, um, yeah, my own experiences with dreaming about a place repeatedly and then discovering it is a real place. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah, no, I, I do think you might be, you, I do think you might have a point there, Maggie, and uh, I'm definitely, mm. definitely open mm-hmm. to that. Next up is Kathy. Kathy says, good morning. I'm new, jumping around to listen to certain episodes first, and I'm really enjoying it. Could do with a few less pokes at Jesus, though. Also, I'm in Tallahassee, Florida. In reference to the episode of Miss- about Mississippi ghosts, the question of, is Florida part of the South? Depends on where you are. Tallahassee is in northern Florida, about 45 minutes to the Georgia line. Definitely part of the South. Central and South Florida, not really part of the South. I hope that clears up that for you all. Also, I found your show after hearing Brennan and Shannon on an Into the Fray episode, my first podcast about paranormal stuff. That's cool. I mean, that's cool. actually, yeah. I think we've said before, that's the episode or the interview that sort of prompted us to start this show when we did. Yeah. No, that's yeah. cool. No, I, I love doing that. So uh, thank you very much, Kathy. You've, you've cleared that up. Mm-hmm. And that, I understand what you're saying. That makes sense. You know, Southern Florida is not necessarily the South, but the parts that line up with right. Georgia. Yep. I get it. Uh, our next listener, Maggie Bell, and Maggie sent in stories we'll be sharing on episode 95. Uh, Maggie Bell here writing to you from Texas. I'm sitting here in my bedroom fighting off panic. I stood in my kitchen slack-jawed for about a solid minute and a half after pausing episode 81 because I couldn't handle any more of it right now. Oh, I hear you, sweetie. I heard Brennan for an hour. I'm done. I get it. Oh, oh. Don't think that's what you meant. I spent about 15 years... I spent about 15 years of my life plagued by a flame-engulfed entity, and I have never, ever heard anyone else mention a fire person before. I've had many more experiences in my life that I'll write about another time. Eventually, and up till now, I kind of turned it off. My job means I move around a lot and frequently live alone. I'd rather not be scared all the time. And unfortunately, living alone as a single woman, I often have enough dangers in the physical world to worry about. But now, as I listen to your podcast, I'm starting to open that faucet again, despite the fear. I'm also finding now that, in a way, it makes me feel connected. As I've gotten older, I've grown away from any sort of spirituality or faith. I don't know what I believe in, but I do know what I've experienced. The question is, can I receive the good things and stave off the bad? I guess we'll see. Either way, I'm hoping that you both might have some light to shed on these stories. Yeah, you know what? I get that. And I I believe you can have the good things and stave off the bad a hundred percent. So don't be scared of it. Just go slow and set your own boundaries and um, it should be okay. Yeah, I, I mean, know that you know, we've had a few people tell us that, that they, since they started listening to the show, that they've sort of reconnected with that part of themselves. And, and I, mm-hmm. it can be scary. I mean, I, I know myself, I think I still block a lot of stuff out because of my, because of my fear. And I don't think it's all threatening. I think it's just that we've been so primed by entertainment to view all mm-hmm. this stuff as threatening. Wanted yeah. to also mention a creature made of fire. I mean, specifically smokeless fire that, that that's according to legend that's said to be a, a sign of the jinn, which uh, right. of course are uh, said to be from the Arabian peninsula. I know a lot of people refer to them as Islamic. They're not, they existed in that part of the world long before Islam. I mean, Islam, I want to say came about in the seven hundreds. Right. I'm pretty sure the the jinn, or not pretty sure, I know for a fact that legends of the jinn existed long before that. Oh, definitely. But if you want some information on that, our listener Maddie put me onto the podcast, The Hidden Jinn. Okay. Yeah, it's really good. I think it's a limited series. I mean, it's being done by one of the larger podcast networks, but it's really informative. It might give you some background information on 
some of these things maybe might maybe give you sort of a framework with which mm-hmm. to understand some of it. My buddy Adam, Adam Wing, wrote a book called Matriarch that is an amazing gin story. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It takes place in Turkey. And it's a wonderful, wonderful story and you don't see the end coming and blah, blah, blah. It's brilliant. But um, yeah, if you're looking for like a good gin story, check out Matriarch by Adam Wing. Um, I know it's available as an e-download and stuff. So definitely check it out. The thing I found fascinating about those legends in that particular culture is that they're very much a society similar to our own. They mm-hmm. just live much longer. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. You know, obviously they, they see us, but we can't see them. And it's, it's fascinating because, yeah. you know, there are limits to them. It's not like they're some kind of magical creature, you know, they, they are, they're a thing that lives and dies just in a way that we don't understand. Almost like, um, uh, the elves in, in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. yeah they yeah. live longer than we do and they have a very different perspective and we yeah. kind of see them as less than human because they see us as much more expendable and much more yes. fragile because their, their lifespans are so much longer than ours. So yeah. So check out, uh, was it Matriarch you said? Yeah. Adam Wing. And the Hidden Gin Podcast, which I, I listen to it on Spotify, mm-hmm. but I'm sure you can get it other places as well. Next up is Kaylee. Kaylee says, just want to say thank you for your many shows. You're very welcome. Yay. Hilarious and awesome content as always. When you were all talking about meeting in a parking lot at night, I yodeled with laughter. That's pretty great. <laughs> also, as someone dealing with the results of a friend breakup, that's just as painful as a romantic breakup in my opinion. And yeah, I agree. Absolutely. I've, mm-hmm. I've had two, you know, sort of the... Yeah, two major friend kind of, uh, I guess you'd say breakups, yeah, in the last seven to ten years of my life. And they're painful. Absolutely. Ian's comments about growing in the statement, go with God, were so powerful. So thank you. Thanks also for featuring my ghost line message about the Vardiger apparition slash doppelganger too. Glad you had heard of it. Much love and blessings, Kaylee. Well, thanks for writing in, Kaylee. I mean, it's nice to know. And um, I'm glad that you seem to be getting through your friend breakup. Not, you know, okay, obviously painfully, but you're coming out the far end and that's really cool. Dean works in a retail park that used to be a huge yard for cable manufacturer a long time ago. He says he used to hear ghost stories from the staff, seeing things on camera, unexplained bangs, movement out of the corner of your eye, but he shrugged them off. Then he found himself working the early morning shift in the warehouse when something very strange happened. He says, as I was walking out of the warehouse area, something slammed on the floor upstairs directly above my head. And when I say slammed, I mean slammed, like someone had jumped and put all their weight into the landing. I flew out of there and looked up through the cage, but no one was there. That's when the sensation came. I couldn't breathe and every hair on my body stood on end like I was being electrocuted. It was only about a minute, but it felt like forever. Since then, I accept that this place has something going on and I often call out to it to leave me and I'll leave it. (laughs) Sorry, this email is already long enough, so thank you. And if you have any insight into this sensation, I'd love to hear it. I mean, I I don't have any specific insight, but it sounds like you dealt with it the, the appropriate way, you know, just kind of acknowledge it and don't be afraid of it. Yep. And ask it to give you your space. And maybe, you know, your skepticism was what made it push, right? That it was like, oh, yeah, you don't believe in me? Interesting. We'll see. We'll see. As far as feeling electrocuted, yeah, I think that was just the energy kind of whipping around you and trying to make its point. And again, I agree with Brennan. I think you did exactly what you you were supposed to do. Next up is Erica. Erica says, I'm a Southern Californian who craves moody, misty mornings and rainy days. So I find myself out of luck 75% of the year. But when I listen to your podcast, my mind can be in that place. And I want to thank you so much for setting that tone. The story is sweet and lighthearted and nothing I will ever forget. Here goes. 
When I was 13, my grandma Norma was in the hospital recovering after routine surgery. It was right around Christmas time and we were all expecting her to be back home to enjoy the rest of the holidays together. One school night, I remember going to sleep early and had a dream. In the dream, it was just me and my grandma. I was walking up to her and she was illuminated. Nothing around us but darkness, but not in a scary way at all. She was wearing one of her favorite dresses and looked beautiful. I immediately hugged her and I could smell her perfume. I looked at her and I said, I miss you. She looked back and said, I miss you too. Just at that moment, I was jolted out of a dead sleep to the landline ringing on my nightstand and groggily said, hello? And that's when I was met with the news that my grandmother had just passed away moments before. Norma had come to say goodbye. It was beautiful and I felt more at peace about her passing. I'll never forget how I felt in that moment. And Erica, thank you for sharing that with us. That gave me chills. Mm -hmm. That's a really beautiful story. Our next listener, Heather, sent in a lovely message. Hello from Texas. I am way late in sending this story since I only recently found your podcast, but here goes. When I was 18 and pretty reckless, a friend and I decided to make our own Ouija board and call up our spirit guides. Imagine our confusion when not only did my spirit guide come through, but he repeatedly spelled out the word mother, moved the planchette to point at my stomach, and then to the word goodbye until we gave up playing. I had no clue I might be pregnant, so my friend wouldn't have been able to know either, and I didn't put two and two together until several weeks later when I was looking at those two little lines on the pregnancy test. I never picked up a Ouija board again, and I later gave birth to a healthy baby boy who will be 13 this year. I do, however, still make contact with my spirit guide who's quite annoyed that I was stupid enough to put myself and my, at the time, unborn child at risk like that. Yeah, that's some pretty definitive, clear evidence that the Ouija board was working. Let's I say that. I would be so mad. It's so, like, <laughs> I know the Ouija board didn't get me pregnant, but still, I would just be pissed. <laughs> you got yeah, I can just see it. You playing with the Ouija board and Nathaniel and Kiki say hi. And I j- immediately jump out a window. <laughs> They're coming for you. They will join you in the living well, yeah, room. Yeah, okay. That, that figures. <laughs> the only way I'll ever have children is if they manifest from the ether. There you go. Hungering well, for my blood. Okay. Let's let's make I bet there's a incantation or something we can work out. Let's hope no one ever finds out. <laughs> on the on the subject of a Ouija board, I had a message from one of our listeners, Alexis, via Instagram, and she was asking if I ever owned one. And uh no. No, never. No. No. Me neither. No. And and nope. she said, uh how'd she put it? She said, um, I never thought about a board game made by Parker Brothers that you can buy at Target could really do much of anything. But listening to all the stories on your show, I'm starting to change my mind. And I, I, you know, I actually think it's a bit of a popular misconception that it originated with Parker Brothers. I feel like yeah, these, no. like the divination, that particular divination tool is older, but it kind of, mm-hmm. because they were the ones who kind of copyrighted it. Uh, it's, it's kind of funny too. She followed up and I, it, basically what happened is she sent the wrong message, but I'm Alexis, I'm sorry. I'm going to mention this on the show because we're recording. She said, now my body is like, where's all the carbs? Oh, shoot. Sorry. That was to the wrong person. I said, don't, don't worry about it. And she said, uh, half of my conversations are about being on keto. And she gave me the, the emoji with the hand on the face. So yeah, <laughs> Ian gets it. Oh, I totally get it. Uh, you ever want to swap recipes? There let me you know. go. <laughs> Man, keto does sound like fun, but I think that my heart would explode. Yeah, you really got to watch the whole salt content. Yeah, see, I, I just wouldn't go well. Yeah. I did not do that yesterday, and I woke up with my heart pounding in my ears this morning. Oh, no. So, yeah. Well, it's a okay. thing. Well, don't don't die. <laughs> Jesus. Well, I only have myself to blame. Like, shouldn't eat all that salt, that idiot. It doesn't make it better, though. No. 
Next up is Hannah. Hannah says, just want to start off by saying I love your podcast. It brings a smile to my face when a new episode pops up. Oh, we're really happy to hear that, Hannah. You make me laugh and I enjoy just listening to you both insult each other. True bromance there, chaps. Uh, I don't know how to feel about that, but okay. I have, however, had to stop listening at night. My house coat on the door is starting to freak me out. So I have a nice dream story for you. Bit of context first. I am an identical twin to my sister who unfortunately was born with cerebral palsy. The twin to twin connection worked wonders for helping my sister communicate. Sadly, not long after our 21st birthday, she passed away from a few complications. Hmm. Now, I've never been a religious person, but the dream I had a week or so after her passing made me question a lot. The dream started with my sister sitting in our living room, in her wheelchair, dead. She then suddenly got out of her wheelchair and ran out of the house. I ran after her shouting, are you okay? Are you okay? When she got to the bottom of our street, she turned to me and just smiled and said, yes. She also couldn't speak. Then I woke up. Wow, yeah. that's actually a pretty amazing story. No kidding, and, and I, I guess she's yeah. free. Yeah, exactly. Well, again, that's that's really beautiful, Hannah. Thank you so much for sharing. It's a really great story. Helen wrote in. Helen has sent some stories, which we'll be including on an upcoming show. I hope this whole turducken experience goes away soon. You guys have made me want to come to Victoria. You should. It's amazing. If we do, we will definitely be signing up for one of Ian's tours. Husband does not do well with Creepy. So we'll have to get him there under false pretenses and tell him it's a brewery tour. <laughs> well, he's going to be a little surprised then when there's no beer. Uh, would love to buy you both a coffee and say hi. Looking forward to Ian's book landing on Audible. Should happen soon. I've already listened to Brennan's and I love the special Chris- Christmas episode you did last year. Are you planning another? For Radio Play Inspiration, I highly recommend listening to Whisperer in the Darkness, adapted for radio by BBC Radio 4. Yes, it's an H.P. Lovecraft adaption, but it's been really modernized and it's a great listen. Thank you, Helen. That is good to yeah, hear. Yeah, I will um, check that out. I'm, uh, I do like Lovecraft. I really did enjoy doing the Christmas episodes, though, Like, and I loved how you worked your magic and turned them into what they became, because... It was fun to do. It was fun to listen to. It may actually be the only episode I've ever listened to all the way through. <laughs> it's definitely the only one I've listened to multiple times. Okay. Yeah. There yeah, you go. Although I'm, and were you happy with it or did you just obsess like you do and be like, oh, I should have changed that? I really like, I'm really happy with the first story, the Nightwire, that with, with okay. the one where you were narrating and uh, Luke yeah. and Anthony did voices. I'm, I'm love yeah. that. I truly love that. That's one of the favorite things I've ever made. Yeah. I was, I was pretty excited. Yeah. About the that. one I did, I, I, I like it less. It's, it's fine, but it, my, my delivery was, it was pretty flat compared to that first one. But it, in terms of sound design, I'm, I'm still very pleased with how it all came together. Yes, for sure. As far as the tours, we do have like seven micro breweries here. That is Helen, true. When you finally get here, if you, if you want me to come on a brewery tour with you, I'll do that too. You know? Well, just get him drunk and then bring him on the ghost tour. That's probably the that best works. thing. That seems to be what most people do, apparently. <laughs> I don't know. I went on that tour with you on Thursday. They were very well behaved. Well, that's because there were only two people. Ah, uh, that helps. <laughs> How many can you have on a tour right now? Ten. Maximum. Oh, that's actually more than I thought. For some reason, I thought it was six. No, it's kind of depressing. Yeah, fair. And you were saying on the live show that Halloween's going to be interesting because you guys used to put through 400 people a night. We did. Wow. We did. And now we can only do groups of 10. So I don't know how that's going to work. And a number of our guides have said they won't do them. Really? Yeah. Because of COVID concerns? Yep. Wow. But uh, yeah, we look forward to, to finally meeting you, Helen. And as soon as Ian's book drops on Audible, we will let you know. And we also have a few brief messages that came through Instagram. Lori says, I love the artist of the week posts. They're like a teeny moment of the largely the truth show spotted in the wild. <laughs> That's Thanks, Lori. And, and if you don't follow us on Instagram, you're missing out because on Instagram and Facebook, every day 
we post a 15 second preview of a different song. So every week is a different artist. Every weekend is a different artist. And mm-hmm. every day is a different track because we don't do the, the featured artists on the main show anymore. Really? This allows us to right. still bring new music to people, still build community with musicians, uh, without, you know, theoretically violating copyright. <laughs> Ritika sent us a beautiful message that we won't read here as it, was, as it was very personal, but it definitely made both our days. So thank you so much for that. Yeah, that was, it was a really, really lovely message. And she, she said, uh, maybe we'll plan a, a trip to India one day. And hey, who knows? And once all this is over, I, I very much don't. I'll want to stay home very long. So <laughs> fingers crossed. Uh, Kat posted a brilliant piece of listener art, which you can find on our Instagram timeline. And I'm going to post it to Facebook probably tomorrow. For some reason, Instagram made it hard to find. And so I actually had to post a video just saying, hey, if, if you are the artist who posted this thing, please get in touch. And so she did, thankfully. Uh, but another listener, Lily, saw that video and she commented something that uh, made me laugh. And I just have to share it here. She said, it's bizarre to see your voice coming out of your mouth. <laughs> you know what? It's bizarre in real life. It's true. Too. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't you, match you up. You expect a series of grunts and barks, and then he just starts talking, okay. and you're like, oh, my God. Some kind of freakish gutter monster, and there he is just talking away. So weird. I'm sorry. I, I cut all that out. What did you say? <laughs> you know what I said, gutter monster. <laughs> 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 finally Lacey said the manic laughing gives me life and Lacey sometimes it's the only thing keeping us alive too so we get it <laughs> we really do so thanks to everyone for reaching out for your messages your comments your questions your gentle criticisms we love hearing from you guys if you want to send us a message a story or uh, something you want read out on the mini show send it to ghoststoryguys at gmail.com you can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash ghoststoryguys Instagram at Instagram.com slash the ghost story guys and Twitter at Twitter.com slash ghost story guys. You can also reach us via the ghost line at one triple eight five eight eight six nine two oh or you can text us at nine two five 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 three four seven eight nine. And we will be playing a ghost line calls on the next mini show. So I'm looking forward to sharing those. We have some lined up, but that doesn't mean you can't send more. So please do call, and uh, again, you can leave a story or a comment or a question, whatever you like. Next up is a part of the show where I find a way to write off all my horror movie rentals, <laughs> and that is Better in the Dark. Welcome to Better in the Dark, the part of the show where I recommend two horror movies to you and try not to say anything that'll get us sued. For my first installment, I have an Indonesian slasher movie that gave me nightmares and a British horror movie where a man gives birth. Yes, you heard that right. No, I'm not going to explain anymore. The first movie is Macabre, an Indonesian slasher from 2009 directed by the Mo Brothers, Kimo Stambol and Timo Chahanto. Prior to Macabre, I'd only seen one of their films, 2016's Headshot, and if you're a fan of violent martial arts movies like The Raid, you're going to want to check out Headshot. In fact, I'd rather be talking about Headshot right now because Headshot didn't give me nightmares. But here we are. Come to think of it, Macabre may be the first movie to disturb my sleep this badly since I was a kid and had vivid nightmares about Freddy Krueger coming out from underneath my bed. That is a thing that happened. 
Macabre is kind of like the Indonesian version of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, except where TCM's violence was mostly implicit, Macabre is pretty goddamn explicit. It is a well-made and yet deeply unpleasant film about a group of friends who pick up the wrong hitchhiker and then for some reason follow them inside once they get home. Folks, as someone who has both hitchhiked and picked up hitchhikers, let me tell you, don't ever follow them anywhere. They're not going anywhere you want to go. Now you may find yourself asking, Bren, if this movie is so unpleasant, why are you recommending it? Well, that's because I know we have some wonderfully twisted listeners out there who will love the hell out of it. Again, that's Macabre from 2009, and if you're in Canada, you can rent it via Google Play. Weirdly, it doesn't seem to be streaming anywhere in the US or UK at the moment, but if you live near one of the few remaining video stores and feel like braving the outside, you may be able to find it there. There are also used copies floating around on Amazon for about 15 bucks. I'm not going to get into it here, but I am a giant nerd for physical media. Streaming is a hell of a lot more convenient, but titles appear and disappear all the goddamn time. And if you own the thing, it's not going away, unless you get burgled. But let's not dwell on that. Alright, my next recommendation is a newer release, from this year in fact, and that's the British movie Amulet. Amulet is directed by Romola Garai, it's her first film, and it's being marketed as feminist horror. After some of the horrible shit I saw in Macabre, I welcomed that change of perspective. You can roll your eyes all you want, but do most mainstream horror films feature a scene where a man violently gives birth? Yeah, that's what I thought. Is it a dream? A miracle of science? I'm going to leave that particular mystery for you to find out, but know that this is the second movie I saw in a week where a man's dick explodes. This is not a trend I am thrilled about. Whereas Macabre is a pretty high-intensity experience, Amulet is slow and methodical, apart from the dick explosion. So even though it's about demonic possession, don't go in expecting The Exorcist. Most of the film is about an Eastern European refugee renting a room in London and slowly falling in love with his landlord. Obviously, there's a lot more going on, because otherwise this would just be dirty pretty things all over again, but I don't want to ruin any of the other surprises. And for the record, you should also watch Dirty Pretty Things. It's not a horror movie, it's just good. Also, from the title, I realize I should probably say this too, it is not pornography, I promise. Ian made me say that. If you're looking for major scares, Amulet really isn't the movie for you, but it's atmospheric, original, has a little bit of practical creature effects, and Dolores Umbridge makes an appearance as a dodgy nun, so I say check it out. It's available to rent via all the major streaming outlets, Google Play, iTunes, and so on. That's it for now. If you watch one or both of the movies, shoot me a message at ghoststoryguys at gmail.com and let me know what you think. I may read part of your message on the next show. Until then, remember, scary movies are better. In the dark. Battery in the dark! Battery in the dark! And just before we go, it is time for our Ghost Force shoutouts. That's right, every second episode, we will thank the members of Ghost Force in this section because you guys are friggin' nuts and we love you for it. We do. The members of Ghost Force are Anne Ramey, Arwen Simons, Chat. Christopher Coons, Colin Gately, Danny Hall, Eric Abel, Fat Sam 415, that seems mean, Hannah Brown, Jackie McFarland, Jeanette Patterson, Jennifer Petty, John Michael Woolhead, Julie Formanic, Just Julie, Karen, Kimberly Hansen, Lumpy Rug, Mark Semler, Mary Rose, WW Melanie, Noel Jim, Paul Rowans, Rebecca Cloutier, Rosemary Tinepe, Stephanie, 
and Tanya Downing. You are the proud. You are the few. You are Ghost Force. <laughs> thanks again, guys, for being part of Ghost Force. And, and thanks to all our patrons. You guys make the show go, and it, it just means the world to us. If you want to join the team, head on over to patreon.com slash ghoststoryguys. That's patreon.com slash ghoststoryguys. We have tiers at the $1, $5, 10 $20, and $50 levels. Ghost Force shoutouts will be read on this show every second episode. And to get that, you have to contribute at the Ghost Force level or above, which is $20 or above. And in addition to the shout-out at that level, you also get art cards with My Night Photography. You get exclusive sticker, access to the live show, and of course, Ian's smash hit. Christian Country album, Aware of Wonder. <laughs> All of that and more at patreon.com slash ghost story, guys. And I guess that's going to do it for this mini show. Our theme song, Radio Into the Darkness We Go, The Surfing Dead Mix, was composed by Peter <laughs> of Pizzanta Music and performed by Ferra. The first half of the theme for Better in the Dark was composed and performed by our friend Peter of Pizzanta Music. And that's going to do it. We'll be back next week with episode 95. And until then, Into the Darkness We Go. Into the Darkness We Go.